Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Babble Bros, featuring myself, Tristan Compton, and myself, Chance Nardini. We're, we're pretty much just going to babble. Babble your ear off, babble our own ears off, and who knows what the conversation's going to be about. As I like to call it, the babbling of the Babble Bros. So, to get started, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, starting with Babble Bro number one, Chance Nardini. <laughs> So, my name is Chance Nardini, uh, born and raised in Alaska, and yeah, I am a, currently I'm a residential house painter, I do interiors and exteriors, and we're starting this just, I just came to Tristan and said, hey, you want to start a podcast? And so we decided to start a podcast, and this is it. Yeah, the hardest part about choosing a podcast was choosing the name. We're sitting there like word generator. Then we look up synonym for talk. And then Babel was one of them. And we're like, screw it. Let's do the Babel Bros. And so the Babel Bros were born. We were thinking about Bros Babel, but then Babel Bros just... It, we were thinking out. about the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious show. I mean, who would forget that? I mean, yeah, that's true. Who would forget it? It's just, it's too long and not as many people know how to spell it. And that'd be the hardest part. You would have to get it said to you by someone or look up Supercalifragilistic in order to go to it. That's true. Um, so yeah, my name's Tristan Compton. Um, I do real estate, strictly sales. I used to do property management, but I decided the people industry was more for me, not the people industry like, you know, like evicting people. It's horrible, you know. It's not necessarily what you do, but you have to do things like that. And that's just really not for me. Uh, <laughs> Be more me. Yeah, so I ended up joining the sales side of things, which is strictly, you know, helping people get into homes. It's really cool. Um, I'm also in the military, Alaska Air National Guard, and a full-time college student. So it's, yeah, pretty busy schedule, but that's just a little bit about me. Um, yeah, so anyways, let's just talk about life, Chance. Alright. So, when you think of life, what do you think about? What is worth living for? Well, it varies person to person. Personally, me, I'm a very family man. A lot of people are success-driven and whatnot, and I'm not, su not success-driven. I just prefer, ultimately, I want my family, and that's mm -hmm. why I'm starting to work on that, and I'm, I'm engaged and whatnot. But for me, life is just making a happy family, growing it, and that's good. Being man. a family man. That's 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 awesome. See, some people just get so strung up on trying to draw the perfect, you know, life out, and that's not really how it works. As long as at the end of the day you fall asleep and you're happy, and like you said, you have your family, that's really what matters. You know. In my look on life is there's also with. A lot of people are focused on being wealthy and getting wealth. And there are two versions of wealth. There is physical wealth, where you have money and you have all that and you have everything like that mean. Now, then there's emotional wealth. And I pride emotional wealth over physical wealth. Mm -hmm. Emotional wealth is being happy inside, being happy no matter what. There is, you could have someone who is the richest man in the world but still one of the most unhappiest people on the planet. Which typically is the case, unfortunately, too. Yes. So there's that kind of wealth. But in my opinion, there's also men that are way poorer that are the wealthiest men on earth. Because they just have so much happiness and so much emotional wealth. Like, you're winning life. You know what I mean? Like, who cares about money? If you 
genuinely fall asleep happy and somebody who has 200 million dollars falls asleep not happy that says something you know what i mean you know yes. all the money in the world but if you don't have people to you know enjoy that with relationships to cherish it with it, it's worthless you when know when they say money can't buy happiness they are not wrong i mean i would rather be sad in a yacht but that's not speaking to money buying well, exactly happiness, i would I mean, yeah, if I'm going to be sad, of course, I'd rather be sad on a yacht. But rather than being sad on a yacht, I would rather be happy on a yacht. Yeah, Because rather true. than that, why not get both wealth? Exactly. Now, both wealth is, or both types of wealth, <laughs> I mean, that's a tough thing. Because, I mean, I feel like, too, the more money someone has, it could almost, like, draw, like, a, like a negative path in their life. You know what I mean? Like, it just mm -hmm. fuels the want to keep getting more you know, it puts you in a situation where people are jealous of you and maybe you're trying to, like, climb the ladder and you're going to sacrifice things in relationships to keep, to, that, to. Yeah, to keep that status, though, you know? If like, you truly want to be successful, you can't let... Because one thing that will always happen is when you start to succeed, anyone that isn't succeeding and perceives himself below you will jump up and grab you and try to take you down. And you have to be able to take it and not be dragged down. For real. Because if you're dragged down, you're just going to go up and then you come right back down. You will never leave that behind. You will never be go past that place. If you want to be successful, you have to be able to get there. And when people drag you down, not accept it. You, you shouldn't be dragged down in the first place. You know, no. it's the way it should be is like you're drawing your own story. You're writing your own book. You know, it's like if you're allowing yourself to be brought down, by someone else, then you're not in your own book. You know, you're exactly. not writing your own story, and that's the problem. Yes. And it's just like the thing of, with the demonstration that I know some of my teachers, I've had conversations with them about this, is if you put one good student in with a group of bad students, well, that good student is going to turn into a bad student. Whereas if you put one bad student with a group of good students, that bad student is going to turn into a good student. Because the thing is, is you turn into who you are around and who you spend your time with. I mean, yeah, they say, show me the five people you hang out with and the books you read and you can tell everything you need to know. Show me your friends and I can show you your future. Exactly. It's, it's pretty powerful, though, and it's the truth, man. Like, people really overlook it and it's pretty sad, but, like, the truth is, like... You don't just get, like, your morals and stuff like that. Like, you get your motivation and drive from the people you hang out with. If you're hanging out with five lazy people, guess what? You're going to be lazy. Yep. But you hang out with five people who are like, screw sleep. I'm going to wake up early and grind, go to the gym. You know, maybe at first that'll be tough, but if your whole sphere is doing that, you're going to be like, well, damn, I guess I'm waking up and going well, to the so, gym. Yeah, as soon as you get that one person that's going to wake you up and take you with them and go, no, you're coming with me. Just come on. Just try this out. Let's do it. After, you know what? Do it. Promise me this. Do it for a month. And then come back to me at the end of the month. And if you don't want to do it anymore, we don't have to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? As soon as that month comes up, 90% guaranteed you're going to be going and doing it. You're just going to, you're going to have gotten into the habit and you're going to be like, yeah, no, this is my new life. Like this is, especially if you want to better yourself in that way, because it's not a bad thing to do. If they, if you want to better yourself and you talk to someone and they help you do it and you just, they say, Hey, give me a month. You do this with me. And after a month, if you don't want to do it, we're not going to do it anymore. You'll come back at the end of the month and you'll set that routine and you'll train your body to expect that and like that and want that, that, Next thing you know, 
the day after the month comes, you're going to wake up that early. It's you're going to want to do it again. It's natural. You want to. And, like, the cool thing about it is you go to the gym, and, you know, at first you don't know anyone, but then you, like, eventually make a network at the gym. And it's like, well, shoot, now if I don't go, I'm not going to be able to see, like, Swole Jim and, like, yeah. you know, Buff well, Brad, you know? Well, now, now Bobby from the front desk, he's going to call you up and be like, yo, where are you at? And then you're oh, just kind on. of, like, embarrassed because you're just bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously that's that's an exaggeration, but, I mean, what it comes down to is, like, you're, you're drawing your life, man. You know, you could choose to sleep in every single day, take the easy route, be lazy. Congratulations. What a life. But, hey, you know, like you said, though, I mean, man, if, if you do that and you're happy, good for you. You know, that's but, one of the things is the hardest part of any idea, any thought, any desire is starting. Yep. Is taking that first step. The first step is always the hardest step, no matter what. You have so many doubts in your mind. You always do. You're like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? It's, it's about breaking through those and taking that we'll, first step. We'll cross that bridge when it, when we get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. like, you can't just let like a theoretical problem stop you either. Mm-hmm. You know? like, and that's what happens a lot. People... You know, say like, you know, business, someone gets into business and they think, oh, this is a great idea, but you know, what happens if somebody else makes something better and then I'm shut out of business and I lose everything? Why the hell are you letting a what if stop you from starting in the first place? Also, if you do, guess what? You can get back up and you can do it again. You can make more. Exactly. Most highly successful business people have failed. Many, many times. You know, you know, Elon Musk didn't patent the Tesla because he wants people to try to make a better electric vehicle than him because yeah. it's like more competition. Elon Musk is all about innovation. He wants the best of the best. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely like an inspirational guy, dude. He, you know, I think about it, his net worth, you look it up and it's in like the hundred billions, right? Mm-hmm. But like... One thing I think about, and I, I think I thought about this when I was watching like a TikTok. It was like Zendaya, right, from Euphoria and from like whatever else show she's on. She was looking at her net worth and she was like, this is incredibly inaccurate. And like the truth <laughs> is, like, we don't know what Elon Musk's network is. We don't know the like LLCs that are formed through like Wyoming or we don't even know that it's his asset. Yeah. He no. could be a trillionaire and we just don't know it. Oh, yeah. Well, also, one of my favorite things with the. Uh the net worth and stuff like that is and Jeff Bezos did this said this and this is where I got it from is Jeff Bezos net worth is 189.2 billion I'm looking it up right now that's why I know <laughs> Jeff Bezos' net worth is 189.2 billion off the top of his head. <laughs> and then Amazon net worth is wow that was hard Fiscal year 2021 revenue alone. Yeah, that's revenue alone was 469.82 billion. It says, it says their net worth is 438 billion. Yeah, so even with that, what even, or what Jeff Bezos said, he said, look, I made myself 189 billion for that, like with stocks, when it came to stocks and all that. He's like, but what it really is, is the rest of the net worth I made other people. Because when it comes to that, they have these companies and people think, oh, they own it so they have all the money from it. No, they have a good portion of it, mm-hmm. as they should. They started it and they worked it and they made it up. But they make so many other people money with that. 
all that other net worth of that company isn't theirs. Exactly. I think it's pretty insane to think like, you know, this dude put four hundred, well, you know, two hundred and something billion dollars in other people's pockets. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, and you know where he started, right? He started by selling books on online for revenue out of his garage. Yeah, well, that's... And then it turned yeah. into, you know, like, okay, maybe I can sell other things online. Yep. And, you know, then Amazon was born. And, you know, it was it was tough at first, but then it oh, picked yeah. up and, like, well, now look at him, dude. Have I ever told you the story about FedEx? Oh, uh, well, you're about to. Okay. Well, <laughs> so FedEx, when they were first starting, they had a few planes that they had, not very many, and they were going bankrupt. Oh, you told me this. It's a good story. And so what happened was they were going bankrupt and there was a lady that needed her wedding dress shipped and there was a really bad storm. Like no one was flying. So they couldn't use their planes to do it. And they got a call from this lady saying, hey, can you ship my wedding dress? Like I need it tomorrow. Is there any way you can do that? And so one of the heads up called up guy and said hey what should we do and he went you're going bankrupt anyways just charter a plane send it out there like you might as well get the get the shipment out no you're going, way. you're going bankrupt so like wait i don't even remember this so wait they actually sent this woman her dress so they they chartered a plane they got the dress out to her the next day turns out this lady is from a very wealthy family and her wedding there were a lot of other wealthy people there and she was like, oh my gosh, this company, FedEx, just a small little company, they got me my dress when no one else could, and over a night, it's amazing. And the next thing you know, they started getting calls, and calls, and calls, and investors, and investors. And they grew their company to where they had five planes, to now they had 10 planes, to now they had 30 planes, and so on. And now FedEx is one of the biggest shipping companies in the world. Wow, and then he's just like and all wow. from one charter, because that one charter saved their entire business. Because they were like, "Well, we're bankrupt. We might as well do it. We're going out anyways. At least get this person well. You need to make your customer satisfied." I was thinking there was another story you told me, and and I really hope you remember what I'm talking about now, because I don't want to just stale out, but. You were saying something about this one guy who his company was failing and he like gambled in a casino and like ended up winning like the like the bet at the casino and he used that money to like better his business and ultimately now it's like a billion dollar business or something like that. You told me this story, I thought. I mean, I saw a story that, like a couple of weeks ago of a guy who had taken his all of his sold his house and everything like that. And went into a casino. Oh, I saw that and bet it on like a roulette. Yeah, bet it on a roulette and won. He actually, you know, he's considered a professional gambler now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude's a pretty good gambler. He took everything. He sold his house, sold all of his stuff, took all the cash, put it in there, put it all on one of them. It was, and it was like, what, like a, it's like a 47% chance of winning. Oh, no, not even that much. Well, yeah. No, because I think he bet it on one number. No, he, he bet it. Did he bet it on a color? He bet it on a color. Well, then, yeah, you have about 47% chance of winning. Because there's the greens. You know, people mm-hmm. don't think about it. They're mm-hmm. like, it's 50-50. No, mm-hmm. it's not, dude. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was crazy with stuff like that. Another one um, was, I don't remember the company's name, 
but it is a online shoe store, pretty much. Oh, I think you, I remember you told me this one. Is this and the one where, like, they, like, would try it on, and if it didn't work, they'd send it back? Yes. So, what they did is, again, they were going bankrupt. And they ended up going, and they were going bankrupt, so they got with someone. They're like, Look, what, what can we do? I, my business is failing. How can you help me make it better? And the person said, easy. You know what? You're already going bankrupt. So tell them if you buy it, because people buying shoes online a lot of times, they aren't 100% sure if they're going to fit, especially when it comes to women when they were buying them at that time. Mm -hmm. This was back in like 2002. So they went and they're like, all right, fine. So just tell them and go, if it doesn't fit or you don't like it, we will pay the shipping back. You just have to pay for the shipping up there, and we'll pay it back. If you don't like it, we'll pay it back. We'll take it back, no problem. You get your money back, we'll, take, we'll pay for the shipping back. And next thing you know, they started getting call after call after call for more shoes and more shoes and more shoes. And their business went from bankruptcy to a multi-million dollar company. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, think about and it. And then they ended up selling it because they were like, okay, cool, and then they sold it. It's interesting, but, like, I mean, if you get a package shipped and say, you know, say the shoes are just a little bit too big or a little bit too small, are you going to, like, I mean, you're going to put it, you know, on the dryer. Well, that's the thing is, that's the like... funniest thing is, they didn't actually have to take that many back. But the thing was, was people were so hesitant on buying the shoe in the first place because it's like, well, i got to pay for it to come here, and then if it doesn't fit, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Like, now I have a shoe I can't wear. Well, with that, they were like, oh, well, if it, even if it doesn't fit, I can just send it back. And they'll pay for it, no problem. So it's like, okay, cool, and I'll get my money back. That, that's not a big deal. Like, all right, I can, I can buy it because there's no risk for me. Mm -hmm. I, I can give it back. There's nothing wrong with that. And so more people went from being hesitant on buying it to being like, all right, I'll buy it. And that's all it is. And they made, rather than just customers, they had fans. And with any business and getting it super successful, you don't want customers. You want raving fans. You want people that no matter what will come back. You want to put the customer above all else. And you want to make them like your business and like you enough that they will come back to you rather than the other person. Maybe you're a little more expensive than someone else. But you treated them better and you were there and you're more personable and you'll do more for them. You're going to like that person more. That for they'll sure. come back to you. And that's the whole thing with business, is you have to make raving fans. Customers is going to be able to get you a break-even business. Mm -hmm. You'll have people that'll come in and get it and whatnot. But when you have the fans, they'll always come back to well, you. Well, yeah, and customer or so, like the fans, though, they're going to like tell people. Exactly, that's another like... thing. When you have raving fans, they're going to go and tell you, and they're going to tell their friends, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. They did this, this, and this for me. They have this product, it's amazing, and blah, blah, and it'll go on. There's a lot you can do. Have you ever wanted to make a business chance? Oh, very much so. Okay, what's one business that you wanted to make? Oh, well, um, I was thinking about doing a wood art business. A what art business? Wood art. Oh, wood art. Yes. Oh. So with the CNC machine, uh, wood CNC machine, and putting designs in them and whatnot, and taking designs from Alaska and putting them on there and mountain ranges and stuff like nice. that. Nice. Because you can put pictures on the wood, and doing that, and then 
one thing is is it's made in Alaska, and then once you start getting up there a little bit more, you start making one of ones and one of tens and stuff like that. Only ten of these are made. Only one of this was ever made. Limited edition. Limited limited edition. That is, it's collector's edition. And with that, you can sell a one of one. Once you start making a name for yourself, you can sell a one of one easily for ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars. But you need to have raving fans. You do. You need to have raving fans. You start with smaller stuff just to get the name out there. Smaller charms and stuff like that. And just your bunch of... You're just... You're put out pocket. You just take it and you make a bunch of it. You put it out into stores. You get it out there. You do that. And then once you start building up enough to where you have sales going out, that's when you start introducing more of the singular things. That is one of them. Um, I was going to say, it almost sounds like, and I know it's wood, so it's tangible, but I was thinking, like, NFTs are kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. No, but, like, think about it. Like, I mean, you got, like, the limited editions. You got to start out small, get people to like you, and then you could throw in, like, rare NFTs. Yeah. What's your thoughts on NFTs? Those, I mean, I think there is a lot of money to be made there that people are sleeping on. People are like, ah, oh, it's a terrible investment, whatever. <laughs> There's people making millions. On there there are. There are. But there are also people making millions off of scams. Oh, yeah. I mean... So, but I have nothing against NFTs. It's, yes, there are, there, it is something new to be had. It, someone came up with the idea and that's how I made it. With that, though, there's still a lot of it that it's like, you're, I mean, I personally, I'm one that I don't like buying stuff that doesn't have use for me. Mm-hmm. And buying a picture or video or a file on the internet that is mine now. Okay, what's your thoughts on getting a painting? Is I'm not big into paintings. The so, only paintings that I'm really big on is if I like the design and I like it, I'm like, all right, cool. And I will hang it up in my house. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But I don't go buy one of one paintings because <laughs> it buys like the original Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, oh wait, <laughs> not Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo DiCaprio, bro, he's the best painter ever. Yeah, um, <laughs> he actually has a movie about something similar to that, which is funny. But which one? I don't know. Isn't it like The Forger or something? I don't know. I mean, I know he does uh, Catch Me If You Can. Which is... Uh, oh, forging, that's what I'm thinking about. Which is about forging checks. Yeah, that's what, I'm th- that's what I was thinking about. We actually talked about this last night. Damn, that's so yeah. funny. That's a good movie. And, oh man, there's... I actually listened to... He was young in that, dude. Yeah, I, I listened to the uh, original guy that... Like, the actual guy that forged the checks and whatnot. That guy. Um, he's on another podcast. Uh, we just watched another Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Uh, it was called Don't Look Up. Have you seen it? Yes. Dude, oh, well, I guess, so this podcast is anti-political, like, which oh, is... Oh, wait, this, Don't Look Up, though, takes everything and just makes fun of everything. I think it has a very strong meaning. Oh, 100% it. has a strong meaning, but it literally makes fun of everything. Yeah, but it's, like, it speaks as to, like, how corrupt everything is. Not only that, it speaks to how ignorant people are. Mm-hmm. The like, fact that, like, they could have saved... They had, like, an 80, what, like, 80-something percent chance of successfully deflecting the... Well, yeah. Well, that was the thing, is, like, 
but it's like ignorant and corrupt. It's all in there. And you're, there's corruption everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's ignorance everywhere. Everyone's ignorant. I'm ignorant. You're ignorant. But that's the thing is, it's like people see these BuzzFeed articles and go off of that. And it's like, oh my god. Without getting the whole story. They get like a tenth of the story. If that. Ariana Grande, she's like, hi, like, <laughs> you know, I still love you. I'll let you take me back. And then he like proposes. And like, yeah. it's funny because yeah. they're like, oh, you know, talking about a, a meteor not long after that. And then they're like, yeah, it's literally going to destroy Earth. And they're like, okay, we're trying to keep it positive on the show. She just like freaks out, turns into a meme. And then, like, they well, ask no what... listening. Dude, it was just so funny because they asked Leonardo. They were like, you know, uh, is she always like this? And he's like, maybe I should have given her that Xanax. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, this guy's so funny. But he was, like, serious. Well, yeah, because he, he took Xanax for... Uh, whatever it was. Anxiety. I think it was anxiety. Yeah. He, his character had a lot of stuff. But it's a really good movie. It is a really good money I, movie. I got it was funny, but it was too. It was almost too cheesy for me. I like the cheesy. I loved the ending more than I loved anything. Yes, the ending was funny. The ending was. No, so there was the post credit, the ending, and then there was like what happened at the mm-hmm. end, which so like a good friend of mine was like, dude, I hated the ending. Like I would have been mad if that didn't happen because in the movie, like the whole point of the movie wouldn't have. Yeah. Been there. You know, and well, a lot of people wanted it to be a good, good ending movie, a, a good story. The truth is, is it was a really true bad story. I but mean, it, was it was a good. good it was a good it was story. A good, true bad story. with a bad ending. Because the thing is, is it was a good bad ending. <laughs> We're over here trying not to spoil it. And then Jonah Hill <laughs> <laughs> comes out of the <laughs> mom, mom. <laughs> yeah, That's so funny. What is that? That is a baccarat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how are you gonna die? You're gonna be killed by a baccarat. <laughs> what? What even is that? I don't know. You'll find out when you die. <laughs> he's so funny. He's also the same guy in Ready Player One. You've seen that, right? Been a while. Yeah, Ready Player One's like insane. I feel like that's what like Mark Zuckerberg trying to do with Meta. In all honesty. But honestly, just well, they're trying to do schools. They're trying to do I everything. I don't like it. I don't. Unfortunately, like I like technology. Zuckerberg likes it. I, I like technology. In general, it it's awesome. It's great. It's done wonders for us. But there's a point where we're getting too much. I don't like virtual reality to an extent. It's fun for a little bit, mm-hmm. but when people start living in it, that's where I'm like, okay, like. There's still a real world out here. There's people that literally do live like well, in exactly. New York. And one of the things is like we're we're blessed with being in Alaska. Mm-hmm. In Alaska, it's beautiful. There's a lot to do outside in the real world. Yeah. There's not a lot to do to do indoors unless you're on internet or watching movies or playing board games stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff to go explore and do that. And it just reminds you of a great big out world that outdoors that are out there. It's still out there. See, that's like what Ready Player One was kind of like low key mm-hmm. about, though. It was just disgusting. Everyone lived in VR in the world. 
kind of got like taken for granted and mm-hmm. at the end they end up limiting it you know so people don't or can't play the game on Wednesdays and like people were mad but like like you said people need to enjoy life mm-hmm. you know and like it's pretty sad but I think certain people are just trying to I'm not gonna get the political but like there's a lot of money to be made if he gets what he wants you know yeah. and I feel like that's the fueling factor in his push for this real life Ready Player One, you know. Yeah, for sure. I want to try something that uh, we kind of talked about. I want to do. We're gonna do a random word generator. Yes, we we're are. gonna talk about whatever word comes up first. Let's try. I, I want you. I'm gonna give this to you. I want you to give me a narrative from whatever word comes up. Okay. Ready. Marathon. That's so easy. So, do we... Is this fictional or non-fictional? Fictional. Fictional makes it more fun. Okay. So, I mean, like... uh, I've been training the last couple of weeks for this huge marathon that I have to run. And, like, honestly, like, it's a little bit scary because, you know, when you run a marathon, like, what are they, like, 26.2 miles is a marathon? (laughs) I have no idea. Hold on. I'm pretty on. sure a marathon's about that. Let's look this up. How long is a marathon? 26.2 miles. Yeah, so, yeah, like a marathon is like no joke, dude. And this marathon that I'm running is straight through the Amazon rainforest. Damn. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy because, like, when you're running through a rainforest or the forest like especially like the amazon and i my sister even brought this up i was like you know like animals are kind of scary and you know there's 90 percent of all species in the world i guess could be found in the amazon really this what i literally like insane are really yeah I, no, it, wow look it up look up all right species in the amazon the interesting thing about the amazon is, you know, if you're a human there, like, animals don't even know what humans are. They just see it as, like, another creature, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, it, you'll you'll die. Over 3 million species live in the rainforest and over 2,500 tree species, or one-third of all tropical tree species that, live, that exist on Earth. So, okay, so that's 3 million. How many species? I don't remember where I saw this, but I remember it was a mind-blowing stat. Yeah, no, 3 million at 8.7 is still a mind-blowing stat. That's, yeah, that's almost 33%. Well, it's over 33%. It's almost, it's almost 50%. That's, that's a lot. No, but yeah, so this marathon, they give you like a, they give you a sword and then like a huge shotgun. And they say to watch out for the back rat, which I find quite, you know, funny because we watched a movie and we know what the back rat is. But I guess they've been breeding for, like, generations and there's, like, an omega back rat now. And this thing is, like, 42 feet tall. It's blue, green, pink. And it even can change, like, it changes colors depending on, like, how mad it gets. So if it's running at you, and it's, like, the opposite of normal. So, like, it's running at you and you think, like, oh, it's blue, like, it's happy. No. Blue means it's mad, and red is happy. It's a survival instinct, so it's, like, really interesting to think about. Um, Yeah, no, anyways, like, I've been training, like I said, last few few weeks. Um, I start 
I think it's supposed to be like April 8th, which is also my sister's birthday. So hopefully I don't <laughs> die. But uh, I want to see how well are you at adapting the story with someone else talking about it? You think so? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to give you four words to choose from. And I want you to walk me through a story where I'm in it and I want to, and I can make actions. Okay. Choose your own adventure in a way. Okay, well, it's easy. So I, oh my goodness, this is, you want, you this want me, is, you want no, me to do this it? Is easy. Do this, this is easy. Right. So driving, right? Not, not I'm. I'm oh, yeah. So yeah, you're driving chance. We're on a road. Okay. And this road is road. called Perception Road because this road actually defies what we see is real perception. Really? Yeah, no, so if you're driving 45 miles an hour, it looks like you're driving 250 miles an hour. And if you're going super fast, you're actually driving, it looks like, you know, five, 10 miles an hour. So it really is weird and it's, I don't know, I don't know how it happened. I think like it has something to do with like Egyptian times and how they like, like, I don't know, summoned a pharynx or All something. All right, cool. I'm stopping the car. Okay, cool. I'm kind of hungry, dude. Let's get some pizza or something. I don't know All what right. kind of pizza we want, but maybe just get a variety pizza. You know what I mean? Some supreme, right. some green peppers, onions, all that good stuff. What are you yeah. feeling? I like it. Rather than that, you just took all the words and made them into one. That was a good story, though. You made, took all the words and made them one story. <laughs> I'm going to give you... Were, you... were you wanting me to do something different? Let, let me... I'll, I'll do it. Okay. You went to a baseball game. Oh, I so see. So this is the... Let's just say the town's baseball game. Okay. Right, you're there. And you walk in. Where do you want to sit? Right in the front. You want to sit right in the front? Awesome. You sit right in the front. You're with a bunch of the kids' parents, which is awesome. No, no, no. You're just sitting right in front. You like the action. You I like love to meeting there. people. Yeah, yeah. You start. So there's a couple people around you. There's a woman with long brown hair. Ooh, what if I like pulled her hair? You just want to yank oh, on her yeah, hair? Oh, yeah. No, I just pull it. Right Are now. you yank on her hair? Her two, six foot boyfriend stands up and picks you up and punches you in the face. I bite his hand off. He doesn't okay. realize that I have a super large mouth. I open <laughs> up my mouth and bite his hand off. I'm sorry, his hand is bigger than your burgers. You can't bite his hand off. You bite his hand, he punches you again. Okay. You are now in a full-blown fist fight. Okay. He likes to even the odds, so he drops you down. And he goes in for another strike. He, he likes to even the odds <laughs> after beating your ass. So he no, went... he only hits you twice, drops you. Now what are you going to do? Well, shit. I'm probably going to pull his wife's hair again. You're not even going to go after him. Hell You no. go to try to pull his wife's hair. You got to get past him. He kicks you over. Security comes over and grabs you and pulls you out. You just ruined this kid's baseball game. Dude, that's... What kind of dick are you? I don't know, man. <laughs> all right, all right. You can only right. get one word in? Baseball? <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to go for that. I was trying to build a story around it and give you options to do it. I was going to describe people that you have a conversation and, like, actually have dialogue with people. Oh, but, okay. but I kind of threw it. <laughs> yeah. No, you went full extreme. I like it. This is... Here, this is dude, give me another one, and you have to go full extreme on me. And I'll, and I'll kind of go about it the way you just did. Okay, okay, okay. Full extreme. Okay, so chance. One thing you really enjoy is quality time with your family, right? 
So, you know, you're at H2 Oasis. It's like your 15th birthday party. It's super fun. You want to go in the Master Blaster. You know. Yeah, it's so much fun. Oh, yeah. I love the cockroaches. Dude, the cockroaches are pretty insane. Like, I think they can be, like, 15 inches long sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, anyways, one of these super large 15-inch cockroaches runs up to you, stares at you, but doesn't attack you. What do you do? I'm gonna go get someone and then I'm I'm done. No, there's it's just you know what I'm gonna go over and walk over to the desk and say hey you guys got a cockroach problem. So then this person just kind of just interrupts you and he says no nah, it's just your imagination okay there's not actually a 15 inch cockroach. So now you're over here feeling like you're just dumb. You know what I mean? That's not fair. So anyways, you decide, screw it, maybe it is my imagination. You're like, All right, let's, go, let's go ride the Master Blaster. Must, it, it is my 15th birthday party, so I probably stayed up the last couple of nights. I'm probably a little sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out with some friends. Doing, it's in the summer, my birthday, so I mean, yeah, I was probably hanging out too much. Very little sleep, a little sleep deprived. That makes sense. So you're sleep deprived, that makes sense, because I mean, like, you can get hallucinations on low sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, anyways, so, yeah, you, you get up. Turns out you have to be 16 years old to ride the Master Blaster. So what are you going to do? It's your 15th birthday party, dude. Well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to ask them for permission. Exactly. I'm going to say, hey, can I just ride this? It's my 15th birthday party. I didn't realize you guys changed to 16. What happened? Exactly. And so you end up getting, you know, permission to go on the Master <laughs> Blaster. And... Like, halfway through, because you, you know, you're a year younger, you weigh a little less, you yep. fly off of the Master Blaster, and <laughs> the last thing your family sees is blood all over the place. <laughs> well, so, the random word generator gave us, what are the words? Quality, imagination, permission, and blood. So, what we tried to do is create a story with all oh. these words. Alright, hold on. So, have you ever done a choose-your-own-adventure book? Oh, yeah. There's a... If you've ever seen Black Mirror, there's a choose-your-own-adventure Black Mirror episode where you, like, write the story. It's pretty cool. But, no, like, the choose-your-own-adventure books are, like, super cool. Yeah, they're cool and whatnot. And I think we should do that definitely one of these times. I think next time I come over... I'll bring my my book. So you actually have this. like a like a tangible yeah. like. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a book. It's it's a pretty fun one. I've done it. Um, it's got to do with yetis and shit like that. So aren't those like wait like they're pretty big books though? No, actually, right? so they're really small. That the ones I have, they're, they're really small. Really? Yeah. Well, is, it, is it like this? This we played this game and it's like you die immediately. No, no. Okay. Well, there are ways that you can die immediately, but <laughs> uh, no, it it it's a little bit better than that. Um. So yeah, I think we should take it on out to our outro. Okay. Okay. guys so much for listening to us babble bros we enjoy babbling we babbled about quite a bit huh chance yes yes we did we, what did we what did we get into I mean, we got into quite a bit i mean we talked about the amazon and we you know predicted or not predicted but we created a story given a yep. set of words talked a little bit about our lives 
Elon Musk, of course. He has Nothing. to come up. Yeah, he's going to come up. We talked a little bit about entrepreneurship and businesses and success and emotional wealth over monetary wealth. Yeah, the different types of wealth. Like, it was just pretty layered, broken out, but ultimately kind of like we were wanting it, just kind of the oh, conversation just, took over. Just how babbled, our brains go. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, we babbled. We babbled for a solid 30-something minutes, so, I mean, heck yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for listening to the babbling of the Babble Bros. All right, you guys. Well, the Babble Bros are out. Till next time. Till next time.